Hallelujah. See, I spent so much time getting this thing on, getting it all ready, then it wouldn't power up. Now I can't get it back on my belt. Hallelujah. Did it spark? <laughs> that would be bad. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? We good? You like this cool weather? No. That's it. That's about all of, you know, yeah, y'all know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just tired of it being hot and raining. You know what somebody said the other day? Y'all must be singing that song again. Let it rain. <laughs> like, hey, we've been singing it, but that's okay. Hey, listen, we need a little bit of rain. We need a little bit of bit of coolness. We need, we need all those things, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll be good. So, hey, the, the guys, thank you guys for, for uh, putting on the men's fellowship last night. Uh, we had a good time, uh, even in the rain. If you look where the barbecue pit is out there on the side, it was pouring down rain, and we were all still standing out there. And we laughed. We said, you know, if that would have been the women, they would have went inside already. <laughs> we didn't care. Well, now, once the lightning started getting close, I was like, y'all need to go. <laughs> y'all go. But, yeah, we had a good time, had a good turnout. And uh, I tell you what, we had some great, amazing prayer. Uh, after we ate, we had a, a great word from Brother David. He shared a word, and uh, man, he was flowing in the gifts and prophesying, and, and just, but then we got into praying. But I'm going to tell you, yeah, anybody was there, y'all know, it, it was awesome. Prayer time was amazing, and uh, so it was just an awesome time to be together as men, uh, fellowshipping and praying together and eating some great food, um, the potato salad, they put enough mustard in it this time, Jose, thank you. Uh, Allison, I kept picking with Tootie where she had, that telling him that his rice, his, uh, rice dressing was no good. And then he finally says, Allison made it. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway. But uh, hey, so listen. So this week coming up, uh, I think I got a slide up there for it. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 7 o'clock, prayer. Try to do about 30 minutes or so. Just pray. We're going to have a list. There's not going to be preaching and all that. It's these are the needs specifically that we are targeted praying. We're, we're doing some pinpoint bombing this week. Amen. Because next weekend we have Paul Bradford coming in on 530 on Saturday and again Sunday morning. And we are pinpoint praying all week for specific things that, that I believe we're going to see happen during these services next weekend. So so come Wednesday will be uh, we're going to continue to teach on foundations of prayer like we have been doing. But you see that on the screen, 6.30. What, what happened was is our, our live worship team can't get here in time to play. <laughs> so, so we needed to move it a little bit. So we moved it to 6.30 so the worship team could have time to actually tune their guitars and everything. And we can still do live worship on Wednesday. So 6.30. Uh, but honestly, y'all didn't even realize I've been starting about 6.10 or so anyways. I just kept pushing it back slowly. And none of y'all complained. You didn't even realize it. Uh, the doors will still be open, so it doesn't matter. You can still come. You know, we'll be here. But uh, 6.30 on Wednesdays. And uh, Sisters of Strength. Oh, look at that new, nice-looking logo. Thank you, Shelly. Yeah, she's got talent. And uh, I told her, I said, you know, I need a good logo because the one I had since my software broke was pretty sad. It's, it's in here, but it, yeah. 
It's in the bulletin. But yeah, so, so it looks good. It's got y'all Sisters of Strength logo on the side. And, but February the 9th, we've got a, a Sisters of Strength coming up. So ladies, y'all be in prayer for that. And uh, hey, y'all going to have a good time. I doubt y'all going to have as much fun as the men. I'm just saying. Uh, we stand out in the rain and barbecue and y'all play with frill stuff. I don't know. But uh, no, I'm just picking. So, but anyways, so I think that's. I'm just trying to get y'all woke up this morning. It feels like y'all sleeping in here. It's quiet. Well, I know you're not sleeping, Deborah. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, so there's a lot of things coming up. Don't forget, Realm, if you do not have Realm access, if you have an email address in the system, I just have to send you an invite so you can get in there. Because what would happen with Realm is, is that you could go in and download your own giving statement. I don't have to mail it to you or anything. And, and what we're going to do is, is uh, we are going to print them out, but I'm going to email them to those that are in the system. So you'll just have it, but we'll print it out and we'll give it to you. Uh, they should be next week. You should have them by uh, next weekend. But honestly, we could just email them out to you or you can go print them yourself. Save us even having to mess with printing them. Uh, so Realm gives you the ability to do all of that. And it also gives you the ability to connect with the groups. There's chats in there. There's different things that you can do to see what's going on. You can also do your online giving and, and things like that. So if you can't get into Realm, now I'm not talking about just giving in Realm. I'm talking about seeing your profile. If you can't get into that, just let me know and I'll send you an invite. And uh, it's real quick and easy. We can do it standing right here on the cell phone. You say, hey, I need this. Boop, there's your invite. You just go check your email and you get in. Amen. So, um, and also, guys, if, if you've been a member here for more than a year, uh, we are going to have our annual business meeting coming up in the next couple months. And we've got some deacons that uh, would love to have a fresh deacon come in. I know some of them want to hand it off. You know, some may want to stay on, but, but all our deacons are term limited. They, they can only serve so long. But because we don't have men standing up in the church that have been a member for over a year, they can't step down. So unlike Congress, who stays there forever, we actually have men that want to hand it off. And uh, I figured I'd get a little chuckle out of that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so guys, I need you to pray about this. You know, pray about it and say, you know, I understand. I want you to pray about it. I want you to pray about it because we need people that are led by the Holy Spirit to be a part of this because that's the group of people that, that we come together and we make decisions for the church. We make decisions on how we spend our money and, and you know, that's the people I go to when I have trouble and when I have things I need counsel on. So we need good men that can do that, but we need you to pray. <laughs> we, need, we need to do this, amen? So, amen. Well, hey, if the worship team could go ahead and start getting ready, we're going to do the uh, announcements. Uh, not announcements. Whoo, Jesus, I ain't doing those again. Whew. We're going to do the offering. <laughs> and I'm saying y'all not awake this morning. I only drank half my caffeine, so. Uh, but that's okay. We're fixing to get into worship, and I'll be just fine. Uh, so we're going to do the, uh, the offering. And so listen, what does the Word of God teach us? Give. We tithe, right? That, that's been all the way back since the beginning. Abram tithe the 10 percent so we tithe but then on top of that we give an offering unto the lord and we bless him so so today i want you to pray about what you would give what god wants you to give not not only your tithes but what he wants you to give if there's something else he's trying to do in your life amen so those online or those here you can give just newlifeag.church you can go up top and click on giving that's the, the new website i'll show you after service on how it's it's a lot easier to use and uh, so you can do that right through there, or you can give here at New Life, writing a check. We still take cash. 
you give me your credit card, I'll, I'll spend it on there for you. No, not really. But uh, I don't want your credit card. There's too much legalities of me keeping the number. Every year, I actually have to go through a class on PCI compliance because, yeah, so those of y'all know, understand, yeah, it's, we don't want that. Not doing that, Jesus. But anyway, so we're going to pray, and I want you to give, and we're going to get ready to do some worship. Amen? Can we do that this morning? Come on. Father, we are so thankful that you are here with us, Lord, and we're so thankful for all that you have done. But, Lord, today we want to come and be obedient and bring our tithes to the storehouse. But, Lord, we also want to bring an offering because we want to bless you. We want to bless you, Father. So today receive these tithes and offerings, Lord, these gifts that we bring. Multiply them here in the church, but also in the life of the giver. But, Lord, use them around the world that they would reach the lost. But, Lord, especially right here in our area that we could preach the gospel outside of the church and feed those that are hungry. And I thank you for what you're doing. And I pray a blessing upon this offering and these tithes in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that, say amen this morning. Amen. amen. Well, God bless you. You can go ahead and give, and we're going to get ready to do some worship. Hallelujah. Hey, you know, I'm sure I've already said this, but I get to say it again because i got a microphone. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm so thankful for the guys that are up here. We practiced last night till, yeah, 930 or so, after the men's fellowship, just to practice, to be able to, to get up here and do worship. And I, I'm just so appreciative of their dedication and, uh, you know, their willingness to, to do this. Amen. So let's stand up this morning, and we're going we're gonna to do some worship.
Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, we can do better than that this morning. Come on. praise offering this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn and greet someone this morning and tell them how much you love them. Find out their name if you don't know their name. And kids, I think she's about ready to head back that way. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus, lover of my soul. Taking me from the miry clay, yeah. That was good. Stop. <laughs> that was good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Whew. Hallelujah. I think the kids are heading back. Yep, there's Mama Pastor back there. Taking me from the miry clay. Yeah. Oh, it ain't that cold. Put some gloves on, girls. It's hot. It's like we're sweating up there. Hallelujah. Set my feet upon a rock, now I know, oh, yeah, hallelujah. Man, that's good stuff, amen, amen, hallelujah. Whew. Hey, Mark, come see a sec, oh, I'm sorry, De uh, DeVille, come see a sec, yeah, I got to call my last name, I'm, I, I forget that. Well, share that with us this morning, I think, I think that would be a good time. Can you share what you were going to, you talked about earlier? I'm going to share this, he come talk to me earlier, and I told him I'd wait and see what the Lord wants to do, if, 
today or Wednesday, and and uh, so I want him to go ahead and share. Hallelujah. Yep. Here it is. Whew, that's my job. Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can take a minute and share something with us. Yes, sir. Well, um, it's something that's in the back over there, and uh, it's a card, and <clears throat> I learned this. The church, I was in the Alexandrian, and uh, really I learned it a long time ago, and I didn't pay attention like I do a lot of things. And uh, But it's also, it's prayers that are found in the book of Colossians, and you really, you can write these prayers down. You probably already know them. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, 9 through 14, you can continue reading. These are Paul's by prayer. I'm, wow. The prayers by Paul in, in the scriptures. And um, there's another one, excuse me, uh, chapter 1 of Ephesians and chapter 3. Those are the more popular ones. I'm not going to get into all this because I don't want to take up the time. But it starts out, uh, you can pray these prayers for yourself and pray them for other people. Because they're on, we're on prayer right now. And I was going to do this Wednesday night if either wanted me to. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you or me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. At the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that's your spirit, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I'm not going to go on any further than that. But it's really powerful prayers. And if you think about it, start memorizing or even meditate on them. It goes, which is his body, that's you, the fullness of him that fill it all in all. That's you. My favorite one is the last one on chapter 3. And they're in the back over there, so I'm not going to. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. This is my favorite one. According, there's an according, to the power that work in you. So there's a question mark there, according. So pick up those cards, <laughs> if you may. You know, they're pretty good. Um, and let it get into your spirit. Mem memorize it, you know. And uh, I love that one, though. But there's a lot of others on there. So I just wanted to share that. I didn't want to read all that. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, we've got those on the, the welcome desk back there. So if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn back to Ezekiel chapter 46. It's in the Old Testament, about halfway through the Old Testament, maybe a little further. Somebody was telling me this morning that, that it helps keep some people out if I tell them Old Testament and New Testament. I never thought about it, but if it helps somebody, I'm willing to do it. I, I'm, amen. You know, But I'm already prepared up here, so that's why, you know, for me, I already have it found. So, <laughs> But, whew. You know, honestly, I, I really had a difficult time figuring out exactly what I was supposed to minister on this morning. Uh, honestly, my first thought was is that somebody else had something that they were supposed to share and they never came told me. That was one of my first inklings. Like, Lord, you, you just never did ping on that one particular thing. So I was like, well, maybe somebody else in the house had a word that they didn't come tell me they needed to share. I, I'll tell you a funny story before we get into this. Is uh, A church I was at one time, uh, John Burke, remember him, John and Debbie? 
Uh, we always called him Bishop. Uh, some people call him Holy Bubba. It was just kind of one of those things amongst his friends. He stood up one Sunday and he said, okay, guys, God didn't give me anything to preach. He said, yeah, I can preach things, but I have nothing specific. So that means one of y'all missed it. He put the mic down on the stand and he sat down in the chair. <laughs> he, he stayed there for about three or four minutes and finally somebody said, okay, 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 I missed it. I'm coming. And then they preached the sermon. But, uh, you know, it was just, you know, I, I, I don't believe I'm the only person that hears from God around here. I, I know that, you know, and, and uh, I'll be honest with you, man, Dave gave an amazing word yesterday, and I was picking at him because that was some stuff right there, and he's always so quiet, you know, and I was just like, I've been waiting on that since the first time I saw him when I was leading worship. Remember I told you that? Before I was pastor here, I was filling in for Pastor Woody, and I, I told you back then, I said, just, I don't know, there's something about you, it's in there, just come in there, but as I was doing more studying, it, it really felt like there was two or three things that I had that really should go to, together and kind of mesh. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to share that this morning. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of notes, and I've got a few slides of, of scriptures up there that I want us to look at. And we're just going to let the Holy Spirit just kind of lead where we're going with this, honestly. But Ezekiel chapter 46, I titled it The Unprepared People. You're going to be down in verse 19 and 20. Now, we will have the slide on there in a moment, but... Uh, we're going to be in verse 19 and 20 of Ezekiel chapter 46. And the King James doesn't say it. So don't put it up quite yet for me there, Michael. He does such an awesome job. I don't want to get ahead of me for things. He generally stays right up with me, which is pretty good. I like that. So but let me read it to you out of the King James. And then I'm going to put the message for you. And you'll understand a little bit more. Ezekiel 46, 19 and 20. Sure I got the right one. Yep. It says this. And after he brought me through the entry, which was at the side of the gate, into the holy chambers of the priest, we looked toward the north, and behold, there was a place on the two sides westward. That would have been the porches. There's a porch in there. Then he said unto me, This is the place where the priest shall boil the trespass offering and the sin offering, where they shall bake the meat offering, that they bear them not out into the utter court, to sanctify the people. Now, I've read that, and it makes about as much sense to me as it probably does to you guys, until I read it in the message, and then I began to see a whole new picture of what God was trying to show me through this, when he has brought me here through the years, just reading the entire story. But when I read it in the message, for the first time, I realized what God was really trying to speak. So I'm going to put it up on the screen. Then the man brought me through the north gate into the holy chambers, assigned to the priest, and showed me a back room to the west. He said, where the priests will cook the guilt offering and sin offering, and look at this, and bake the grain offering, so they don't want, so that they won't have to do it in the outside court. This is the part. And endanger the unprepared people out there with the holy. Wow. When, when I read that right there, they do all of this behind the veil, behind the doors, so that they do not endanger unprepared people with the holy. Because the uh, sacrifice is now considered holy once it's boiled and once it's baked and once it's done. 
my God, man, when I saw that, I was like, Lord, we've got some unprepared people. Unprepared people. And that's what I want us to talk a little bit about today is the unprepared. The unprepared. This picture here shows me that in the Old Testament, there were certain things that were done to protect the people from God. Right? You agree with that? The veil was put up so that you didn't accidentally go in there and accidentally die. Uh, Yeah, I'll say accidentally, but it's your sin that would have killed you. There was preparations that had to be made that when you when you look, that's why the lepers even had to stay away. Right. And and leper unclean. You know, there, there was all these rules and regulations that were put to protect the people. And then we continue to come all the way through to where we see Jesus. Jesus did things that were not necessarily according to the rules. And then he continued to break their rules that they had made. Right. And then we see Jesus dies and that veil is ripped. And, and I've always loved the fact that it was ripped from the top to the bottom, not the bottom to the top. And it was as thick as a man's hand. And that was God saying, I'm tired of being in here. I want to come out. That's my opinion. I want to be with my people. And because of the blood of Christ and the work of the cross, we can go to God now as a prepared person. As a prepared person. But how many of us actually pay attention to the preparation that it takes to do that? We can boldly go before the throne of grace and mercy. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, we were talking about going to Israel. Uh, I've been to Jerusalem. And it was one thing that, that I found interesting was when you go up to the Wailing Wall or the West Wall. You know, that's that big stone wall where they're always praying. When, when you see the pictures, you see this line on the ground. So when you go in, they give you a little hat to put on because you can't go before a king uncovered. Yarmulke. Right. Yeah, I still have mine. And you go to that line and when you get to that line, you put your head down and you walk in. Until you get to the wall. And when you're done, you no. You back out. So you cross that line. Because you never turn your back on a king. And then you're able to walk away, take your hat off. They still follow that. They still follow that to this day. The reverence of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. I don't fear him that he'll strike me dead if I do that wrong. But I fear him as the creator of all universe that holds my breath in his hand. And when we fear him as the creator and we reverence him as the creator, we want to be a prepared people, not an unprepared people. Remember, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt... They went through the Red Sea, which was like their baptism, right? Water baptism, bringing them through. There was the fire. There was the cloud. There was all these things. And then they spent all this time in the wilderness. Why? Because they really didn't want to get prepared to go across. There was still sin in their life. There was they were building idols, which I just to me, it's still and I know I've told you this. It still dumbfounds me to the fact that. That They just watched God deliver them from one of the greatest armies on the earth at that time. They walked through on dry water through the Red Sea. They saw flames at night. They saw all these things. They see the mountaintop looking like this. 
with the glory of God while he was speaking to Moses. And they said, we need to make an idol. Give me all your gold. Uh, it's funny, but we do the same thing. We do the same thing. How many times have we been in a church service where we sense the spirit of God moving and then we tune out and try to figure out how long our hams got left to cook? What time's the game come on today? Where am I going to eat lunch at? Serious, right? I just, are, are we really preparing our heart to walk into the presence of God or are we more worried about what's going to happen afterwards? We've got to pay attention. In, in that, that one song that we, we played over, uh, I think it was last week, uh, Eddie James, Let It Rain. He basically, in, the, in there, he makes a comment of, we need to let it rain so we're not paying attention to our watches in the church service anymore. We need to let it rain to the point where we're not worried about what's going to happen afterward. We're more worried about what's going to happen herein unprepared because what's going to happen in a minute we're going to see some other scriptures god is pouring out his spirit again in in a, in a fresh way his spirit has always been here but i believe there's an awakening coming to his people into the church and if we're not ready it will overtake us does, does the word of god say in acts chapter 2 that the spirit overtook them when the holy spirit came it did not catch them off guard. It did not blow them out of the room. They were waiting on it. They had kept themselves prepared. What did, God, what did Jesus tell them? Stay and wait. Wait. And they were there in unity in one prayer when the Spirit fell. But we don't always keep ourselves prepared. It's like we, we don't focus, right? The, the, the ten virgins with the lamps. And this, this, is, this is, to me, the epitome of the church today. Some people stay prepared. Some people just want to go along for the ride. And the minute it starts moving, they want to start taking from you what God has given you and what you prepared all this time as if they earned it. Can I tell you that when God begins to move and pour out upon his people, there will be people that will sit in this room that will say, I didn't sense God doing anything today. We could have three people get up out of wheelchairs and they'd say the same thing. We've got to be a prepared people. Go to uh, Ezekiel 47. So just flip one more page. Flip one more page. Look at this. This is 47.1. I want you to read the, the beginning of this. Again, this is out of the message. Now he brought me back to the entrance of the temple. I saw water pouring out from under the temple porch to the east, which they believe that would be Solomon's porch. The temple faced east. The water poured from the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Then he took me out to the north gate, led me around the outside to the gate complex on the east. The water was gushing under the south front of the temple. He walked to the east with a measuring tape. Now look at this. And measured 1,500 feet. They walked 1,500 feet, leading me through the water. It was ankle deep. He measured another 1,500 feet. Go to the next one for me, please. 
leading me through the water that was now knee deep. He measured another 1,500 feet, leading me through the water waist deep. He measured off another 1,500 feet. By now, it was a river over my head, water to swim in, water no one could possibly walk through. When God's spirit begins to flow, it is going to either overtake you, it will be something you sense, there's certain parts. But can I tell you, if you don't know how to swim, you can't swim in that water. We've got to learn to prepare ourselves for what God is doing. And that takes separating ourselves from the world, looking different, not acting like the world. It takes us speaking different. It takes the people that are hungry for his word, a people hungry for his presence. It, it takes people willing to devote themselves in prayer to stay prepared for what God is going to do. Because what happens if God says, I want to use you, but he walks right past you? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. Yeah, but God's already using you. Yeah, but I believe he has more. We may be walking in the toe deep right now. I don't want to miss the ankle deep. Come on. I don't want to miss the knee deep. What if where my life is today is only worthy of toe deep? He says, I've been telling you, you need to spend more time with me. You need to separate yourself from some things in your life. They're not sin, but I don't want you doing them anymore because you need to spend time with me. That's what it takes to get to ankle deep. Can I tell you it costs something to seek the face of God in that way? I'm not talking about just giving up money and things. I'm talking about it costs you. It costs you something here. Putting yourself on that altar and letting things be washed away and washed away. Guys, we've got to learn to swim. Can, can I tell you this? How many people join the Navy and don't know how to swim? I remember a guy at boot camp said, well, I didn't know I was going to have to learn how to swim. It's like, bro, you're going to be on a ship. Well, I was hoping to get stationed on land. You're in the Navy. That's like joining the Air Force and hoping you never touch an airplane. Or joining the Army and you're not going to carry a gun. I, yeah. How many people give their life to Christ and complain when it costs them something? Well, I thought this was a free gift. Oh, it is. To stand at the front door, you got a ticket to get in. You understand what I'm saying? God wants us to go deeper. Because the thing is, is that water is flowing. The other thing is, is the water is flowing from his church, from his people, right? Remember what he said when he was talking to the lady there? The, the water will flow. There's living water here. And then another point, he talks about the, the living water will flow to all of those. We should be a raging river of his presence everywhere we go. According to the word, the spirit should always be flowing out of us. But too many times we leave it here in the church. Just like we leave our Bibles on chairs and we leave it here. We have this idea that, that holiness can only be inside here. You know, I remember when I first started serving in, in the church in Beaumont, we, we went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona with Tommy Barnett to a pastors and leaders conference. His, his church at the time, this was probably 98, 99, was one of the largest Assemblies of God churches in the nation. It seated 10,000, two balconies. I don't know if you ever heard of the Dream Center. 
He started that. There's, there's multiples now. This is a guy that, that God told him to go buy the old hospital in Los Angeles. And he said, God, I don't have the money. They wanted like $20 million. He said, God, I got like two. He said, I told you to go buy it. Okay. <laughs> so he went and bought it and had like a 30-day note on it, you know, balloon note. He had to pay it off. And then God said, I want you to go on this TV show. Well, I don't like those people. It doesn't matter. He went anyways. I want you to share the dream of what you're going to do with this place. And he began to share the dream of every floor, what he wanted to do. He gets back to his office. A guy walks in. He says, Mr. Barnett, you know I don't like you, right? Yes, sir. So this really pains me that I have to do this, but I have to obey God even though I don't like you. He put a $5 million check down on his desk, and he walked out the door. <laughs> and, and, and that thing was paid off because Tommy was willing to stick his ankles in somewhere. One of the things that happened while we were there is they decided to have a WWE wrestling match. Hitman Hart, the Road Warriors, Sting, Million Dollar Man. Now, if you don't know, these guys were all preachers. They, they all traveled the world preaching the gospel. But most of the kids didn't know this. They had 60 school buses. They gave out free tickets. There was nowhere to even stand anywhere. He puts the ring in the sanctuary right there in the orchestra pit. There's blood flying all over. They're, they're hitting each other with chairs. And, and you got all these preachers out here like, oh, I can't believe he did that in the sanctuary of God. There was people with sting faces when it was finished. And they finished with their drama, the dramatic things that they did. They actually wrestled, for real. They came down the banisters and this, and, and then they started sharing what God had done. It was a whole drama. They lost track of the salvations at about 3,000. They lost track. They don't know how many got saved that night. Because you had 2,000 people here. You had probably 12 in here. You had another three over here. They lost track. And I remember Tommy the next morning saying this. He said, that bothered a lot of you guys. Because this is the holy place of God. He said, but the holy place of God just saw a bunch of people get saved. He said, this is not the holy place of God. This is. And the problem is, is we think this is the holy place of God. Yeah, I believe this is, this is a holy place because I believe God stays here. So we do need to reverence it. But we need to also let it get out there. Because it should go with you. We need to be a prepared people taking the river with us. When was the last time you were sitting at a restaurant and you said, hey, can I pray for you? Most time we don't because we're too worried about are we going to get the cheese enchilada or the beef enchilada? Or is it going to be ranchero sauce or quesadillas? Or Just saying. We've got to learn to focus on what God's doing around us because look at this. Look at the rest of this. Verse 6 right there. He said, son of man, have you had a good look? Then he took me back to the riverbank. While sitting on the bank, I noticed a lot of trees on both sides of the river. He told me, the, this water flows east, descends to the Arabah. Now, we were talking about, can I say all these crazy names? No, I can't. And then into the sea, and the sea of, look, stagnant waters. It flows into the sea of stagnant waters. When it empties into those waters, go ahead to the next one for me. The sea will become fresh. Wherever the river flows, life will flourish. Good schools of fish because the river is turning the salt sea into fresh water. 
Wherever river flows, life abounds. Fishermen will stand shoulder to shoulder along the shore from Engai all the way down north to in Englem, casting their nets. The sea will teem with fish of all kinds, like the fish of the great Mediterranean. Where is the stagnant dead water for us? All around, isn't it? Where is the, the fresh water of life? Inside the churches, isn't it? It's time we allow it to flow out. Open the valves and let it go. Could you imagine if the churches in our area really begin to embrace the fact that the Spirit of God is with us and it wants to get outside the buildings and we begin to pray that way very purposefully. That God, I thank you that our mayor's office right now is going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in that office. I didn't say what church they attend. doesn't matter. That our judges' chambers with, you see what I'm saying? Very pointed, specific prayers. Laser-guided bombs of prayer. And we begin to pray that way and believe that it will happen. We will see those areas change. We will see those areas that used to be full of sin now becoming sinless. Less and less and less. Praying that, that there's areas in our community that we know that are full of sin. God, I pray you empty the bars. When people walk in, they feel such a conviction, they don't even want to buy a beer. Well, you're going to put them out of business. Then, Lord, I pray the bar owners find another business that's prosperous. I'm not trying to put them out of business, but I want them out of business. So, Lord, bless them and give them another occupation. You, you see what I'm saying? That's the, the water going out. That's the water getting out. That's a people saying, I'm prepared to be used by God. That's a people that says, I know my prayers matter. I know they matter. I know when I bombard heaven, my God hears me. My God hears me. If you struggle with thinking that God doesn't hear your prayers, then my question to you is, is are you saved? And if you say, yes, then how did he hear your prayer then? If he will hear your prayers when you are yet a sinner, how does he hear the prayers of his children? I, I can tell you this, that Oscar and Megan can tell the difference between Caitlin's cry and Amelia's cry. God knows the voice of his children. Even though he hears them, he knows the voice of his children. Guys, we have got to begin to dig into what God is doing and allow the waters to flow. Because I'm telling you, next weekend, next weekend, when, when Paul's here, there is going to be a release in this place. And I believe if, the, if we will begin to say, God, I don't want to stay on the banks anymore. I'm not satisfied with just ankle deep. Prepare me for knee deep. Prepare me to be able to stand in waist deep. Prepare me to be able to swim. Do what you've got to do to get me able to swim. Remember, I joined the Navy and went into search and rescue, those crazy guys that jump out of helicopters. But I was afraid to swim in a pond because something may eat me. Now I'm going to jump in the ocean in the middle of the night where something definitely can eat me. And you know how my friend prepared me for that? Going across the Pensacola Bay one day, he was teaching me how to catamaran, and he just does, boop. You better swim. 
It was a mile either way. Well, I knew I could swim a mile. I'd already passed that swim course. I knew that was, I was good. But now I'm worried about something eating me. So am I going to drown worrying about something eating me, or am I going to swim and relax? Because that's the first thing you're taught in water survival is you got to relax. You know what? I learned to swim in the ocean, and I'm not worried about things eating me quite as much. Still don't like Jaws, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not going where he is, and he doesn't come to my house. He's not coming up the river. If he does, some Cajun would have already, Hank would have probably got him down there and, and had him for supper, you know. I'm just being honest, right? We've got to learn to push ourselves and say, God, I'm used to praying 10 minutes a day. I want to pray 15 minutes today. Help me pray 15 minutes. Can I tell you the phone's going to ring 20 times at about nine minutes? Turn it off. Put it up. Put it up. I, I leave mine on vibrate sometimes. Put it in the other room. When I want some time, I want some time. What is it going to take to move you to the next place? So that we don't have to be an unprepared people, we can be a prepared people. So that when God pours out His Spirit, we can say, God, yes, I can stand in Your presence, God. I remember reading the book by Benny Hinn, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and he made comment in there about the Holy Spirit would visit him. And, and again, I'm not saying I like Benny Hinn or not, I'm just telling you what the, what the book said. He believes that the Holy Spirit's presence was so powerful in his room when he was learning the scriptures that if somebody would have walked in, they would have fell. And he, he said, you know, he said, I think it was the Lord teaching me how to stand in his presence so that I could minister. Have you ever seen a preacher that falls every time the presence of God comes in? Well, it's going to be really hard to minister if that happens. So they have to learn to stand in the presence. It doesn't mean it doesn't affect them. We all need to prepare ourselves to stand in the presence of God and to be used by Him and be willing to, to put things away. Because with what I'm sharing with you on Ezekiel 46, I believe it's crept into the church to the point that we believe it's the pastor's job to prepare and to do all these things. Because who prepared those offerings? The priest. I believe it's all of us. We're all the priests of our home now. It's all of our responsibility. So guys, we have got to push ourselves further. And again, it's no longer a one-man show. That was something I was talking to uh, Brother Nick yesterday about. He's uh, with the Pentecostal church up in uh, DeVille, I'm trying, Center Point. You know, we prayed for people, but I didn't pray. I stood there and prayed, and other people led. Why? Because it's not about me. It's about the church being used. And that's why I'm so excited about what Dave said and, and Jose shared some things. And, you know, it's not about me. It's about God in this place and people being used. It's about preparing people to be used by God. And it takes commitment. It takes a commitment. It's not about me doing all those things. Because think of this. Noah had to build an ark. Was he building the ark for all the people to get on? Well, wouldn't he, didn't he have a responsibility to the people? No, he did not. His job was to build the ark, wasn't it? It was not his job to prepare the people. It was not his job to save those people. Not even the animals. He just built the boat. God told him to build. Right. Today, the pastor's job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. But somewhere along the way, we backed that up. So today I'm trying to teach you how to swim. 
trying to tell you the importance of swimming. Can I tell you, I've watched people drown before. Ah, you get them up real quick, give them a little bit of rescue breathing, turn them on the side, they get back up. Yeah, they get back up. Get back up. I've watched, I've watched them do that. Because they would swim us to the point where we'd gulp water and tank. And they'd go down and get us and pull us up and throw us on the bank. And <laughs> Come on, get, get it out. Come on, get back in there. You'll be all right. That's why I quit, because they're crazy. <laughs> Watch my roommate do that. Watch some other people do that. But here's the thing. God's not going to let you drown. So what's stopping you from saying, God, I want to go knee deep. I want to go waist deep. What stops you when, when worship starts? Listen, it doesn't matter if we play the right notes or not. It doesn't matter if we're even on beat. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter to us. We're not watching, y'all. <laughs> you see Beck up there this morning? I was like, I bet it got me so excited. I saw her dancing up there. See, Megan didn't see it. She had her eyes closed. Why? Because we're worshiping God, man. We're worshiping. We're hoping you guys come along, along the ride with us. That's all it is. But we've got to be a people of radical prayer and radical worship. And that means we've got to start going deeper. We've got to start pushing ourselves further than we ever have. We've got to start pushing ourselves to say, I need to know more of God. That Tasha Cobbs uh, that we did, Overflow, she gets into this ad lib part at about a little over eight minutes into the video where she says, I've got to overflow till my family feels it. I've got to overflow, and she goes into all these different things. Can I tell you, that's my desire. I want to overflow. I want God to overflow in his churches in this area to the point that it changes the people driving by. That it changes the people that come in contact with you. But just because you hang out in it doesn't mean it's going to happen. There are people today, we, we had this conversation the other day, that are operating in gifts of the Spirit because they're hanging out with people that have those gifts, but they don't know how to operate in them, and they're doing harm. Let's hang out in the presence of God, the legitimate presence of God. Let's seek His face. Let's, let's experience what He's doing so we can bring it out to the world. That's our call. That's our purpose. That's our reason for living is to spread the gospel of love. And How better do you spread something than by action? How better do you, you teach something, right? There's a big push today of, of not sending students to college, but sending them to trade schools. Because we send them to a four-year college, and they get out, and sometimes they don't know how to do anything. And they go to a trade school, and sometimes they do know how to do things. You notice I said sometimes on both of them. Because some people are going to learn no matter what. But the church house should be like a trade school where we're constantly preparing people and they're learning by experience and they're learning because they're doing and they're, they're constantly doing. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher there is. Can I, can I tell you that I believe he's a better teacher than Jesus? No. That's hearsay. Heresy, that's the word. No. If that was the case, Jesus would have said, it's better that I stay with you and let the Holy Ghost stay in heaven. But he said, I need to leave so that I can send the one that's going to teach you, comfort you, and guide you. He said, it's expedient that I go, that I go and leave. He was an amazing teacher. Don't get me wrong. I believe he's the greatest teacher of all kind. But Judas betrayed him. All of his disciples walked away from him in the middle of hard times. 
But those same disciples, less Judas, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, turned the world upside down. You see what I'm saying? The greatest teacher is here, the Holy Spirit, and we need to listen, and we need to allow him to, to teach us, and we need to spend time preparing ourselves so that we won't walk up to the mountain of God like they did and say, Moses, you go talk to him. Pastor, you go talk to God. I can't talk to him. I don't, I don't want to get that close to him. Where all God wants is to be with his people. That's what he wants. Be with his people. So we've got to learn to swim. We've got to learn to get into the presence. We've got to learn. What's our most important thing? What's our most important thing? Seeing the face of God. Having a conversation with him. Doing his will or our own will. What's the most important thing? You know, it's just like a child. A child's going to do what they're going to do unless they have a parent that's strong and going to teach them and then they learn. Same thing. God just wants us to, to be us to be obedient to him and to love him. And he pours out his blessings upon us and he changes us. And all these things happen in our life. Listen. God is wanting to do that in his people today. Today. And I, and I really think if I can get you to take anything from home today with you, it's thinking about the water flowing and getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And it flowing out of you enough, like Tasha said, that it overflows onto your family and your friends and your coworkers and, and just, man, I want God to ooze out that much. And that doesn't happen by just sitting in a chair doing nothing. That's like me saying I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Y'all just go ahead and put the ambulance right there behind me because it ain't going to take long. I'm going to fall on my face. Y'all going to be out there with the paddles. <laughs> I can run from my truck to here and back and maybe two or three times, and that's about as far as it's going to go. Somebody was chasing me maybe a little bit further. <laughs> that's about it. Why? Because that's not where I train. But when we're training to be in the kingdom, you know, Wendy, Wendy showed me a picture. Hold on. Yeah, I know. This facial thing is terrible. Put this on. I don't know who I am. It's a, it's a picture I'm going to post up on the Facebook. It says, the the church is not an audience to be entertained. It is an army to be empowered. That's us. We've got to learn to swim. We've got to learn to go deep. We've got to learn to press through because the enemy wants to kill you. He wants to kill you. And those little ankle biter things need to go. They need to go. They need to go. Like I told you, I know. I know that was kind of a ramble this morning, but there's just so much in there that, that God is just, I, ju I just see so much going on right now with how God strategically brought us to, to starting to learn prayer. And then, you know, all these things are happening. And then next weekend with, with Paul Bradford, the spirit wind release. And, and I just, man, I, I see it. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And it's not just us. It's churches all over, pastors that I've talked to. Pastors that are teaching truth and their churches are hungry, they're seeing it. They're seeing it. The question is, is do you want it? 
Are you willing to go out and do it? That's that's where it's all about. Are we willing to spend it what it would it cost to go reach lost and 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 to do what it takes to get in the presence of God? Not that I can spend time in the presence of God, but that I can get so saturated I can go out there and affect the world. That's the whole thing, guys. It's the whole thing. So can I pray for you this morning? Mike, you can put that little music on ahead. And let's just spend just a couple minutes praying if we can. And, and if you want prayer this morning, we'll pray for you as well. But that's just what I had on my heart, and I just wanted to share that with you. Maybe you're here this morning, and, and, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you say, Pastor Rich, I need him to be my Savior. I just want you to slide your hand up and say, I need him to be my Savior today. I want to pray with you on that. And, but maybe you're here and you want to get out of your chair and come stand up at the altar or find a place to pray and say, God, I want to go deeper. Teach me to swim, God. Teach me to stand in your presence so that I might get more. <laughs> Teach me how to, how to follow your ways, God, whatever it is. Just maybe come find a place up here this morning. Just say, God, I need to be different. I've got to overflow. I need to overflow. prayer this morning. If you, if you say, God, I want to go deeper, I want you to come up here. We're going to pray for you. I want to go deeper. I know there's some at the altar right now just praying. I want to go deeper, Lord. I've got to go deeper. I've got to have more of you. Gotta have you more. Gotta have you more. Oh, Shanta, I release fire right now.
Father, we thank you for all you've done for us. Continue to have your way, Lord God. Give us that desire that says, I can't stay here anymore, but I've got to go deeper. I've got to know you more. I've got to experience more about you. I've got to learn more about who you are. I've got to see your face, oh God. Put a desire down inside of us, God. It's just unquenchable desire by the things of this world. The only things that can satisfy it is you. The only thing that can satisfy it is you. in our bodies that we would sense your presence even when we're not in this place Hallelujah. 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 Listen, go be different. Go be different. Amen. Go be different. Yeah, sure. Let me stop there. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. God's here. And this morning, listen, this is how we fight our battles. I used to fight a different battle.